all Utes, all the time. This is your Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hanson Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network on a crazy day. And in case you're just joining us, um, the release came out about an hour ago as the Jazz announced today a multi-year agreement with Bonneville International Corporation to manage day-to-day operations and programming of the Zone Sports Network. Uh, so you and I. That's us. And the Zone will now be under management of Bonneville. Our good friends over at KSL get to hang out with them now. And again, details on this, I'm getting, obviously, you and I are both getting just bludgeoned with text messages and emails and phone calls. Um, details on what things are going to look like will be announced here shortly. So on a day where there's always uncertainty and a day where, where uh, there's a lot of stuff up in the air and, and uh, a lot of questions, we bring in the guy who uh, decided not to show up today, Frank Dolce. Hi, Frank. Hey, Frank. It wasn't like I decided not to show up. It was, I just figured because last year we didn't do a show during the bye week that we weren't doing a show during the bye week this week. Well, it's kind of a big, important day, um, you know, with the station news. It might be a, a day that we'd like to have you here with us, but, you know, it's it's For nice like, that you could cut a few minutes out to come on air with us though that, that's nice for Frank. moral support is that what you were hoping for <laughs> a little comic relief i don't know what i can provide all of that over the phone <laughs> uh by the way Whatever i had a you for- need. had a former teammate of yours i bumped into a former teammate of yours that listened to our our golfing conversation and he yep. quickly said to me that was Frank's best round he's ever played. <laughs> See, I told you. So I told that was, you so. That was reassuring. But, Frank, um, obviously, I, you know, Scotty and I have, have spent a lot of time on this, and it's just horrifying and heartbreaking. And, and I don't know if you've had a chance to kind of air some of your thoughts on the Aaron Lowe situation, but please kind of open up with um, your thoughts and, and – what impact this is going to have on this team moving forward? Well, it's, it's tragic. It's a tragic situation. And, uh, you know, the circumstances surrounding it and his Aaron's uh, relationship with Ty Jordan and the Jordan family. And I mean, it's, it is, um, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what to I don't know what to say about it other than it's just a tragedy and uh, so you know odd for this Utah football program and football family to have to manage something like this again. And um, you know, it, it's it, from from what I understand, um, you know, Aaron was just in the in the wrong place at the wrong time and. It's just kind of one of those senseless things that you can't, you just can't put a, you know, you just can't figure out why these things happen. But in terms of the the football team, and, and, and of course, you know, we're we're thinking about um, Aaron's family and the and the Jordan family as well at this time. I, every, everybody's suffering through this again. And and for if you're a, if you're a player on the team, the thing that I keep thinking about is how fortunate to be part of a team that is 
going through this together, this tragedy together. And I would rather have a hundred guys around me who were experiencing the difficulty of this together and able to work through the emotions and thoughts and feelings they have about it together rather than trying to face something, something like this alone. And, and so sometimes these things um, work out to be useful for the football team and for a football program and for a family to, to rally around uh, something like this. And I would suspect that, that uh, the team kind of comes together and figures out together how to appropriately honor Aaron moving forward and his memory and, and his legacy at the university of Utah and to, to put, you know, whatever kind of build, whatever kind of positive they can around it and move together as, as a team. And so that, to to me, that's kind of for the guys who are involved with it right now, that seems to be the most important thing is like they have a group of guys who are all going through the same thing together and they can work through it together as a as a group and as a team. Frank Dolce joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, kind of, t- you know, for those of us that uh, didn't play at that level, uh, talk us through what a bye week is like, uh, and is it, can it change a little bit from year to year based on how a team's playing? It can. It can change um, week to week. So if you're if you're Alabama and and you know you're probably undefeated at this point and you're rolling along and you get a bye week then this is a time to to get healthy and maybe to clean up a few things and stay on the right track and and make sure everybody's still on the same page and and overcome injuries stuff like that Utah's going to go through all of that too, but Utah's in in a different state in terms of a football program. So, if I'm the University of Utah and I'm and I'm a, a player on this football team and I'm a coach on this staff, then I'm this this week is a competitive week because I still need to figure out who are the right guys on on the bus. And I don't know that this football team has been able to figure that out in the first few weeks of this football season. And so a bye week can be super meaningful for all the things we talked about, like getting healthy and overcoming injuries and getting some, you know, a little bit of rest. But for this team, I think it's also another week of being competitive. Like who's going to step up? And who's going to be the guy to say, I want to, you know, I'm going to put my fist in the dirt and, and I'm going to be the guy that, that takes a stand and I'm going to be a leader on this team because I, it feels like in, in, in some ways this is a team that still needs, needs that a little bit. I think they've taken great strides on the defensive side, still work to do there, and I think there's a lot more work to do on the offensive side. And so, it, you know, this is, an, this is an interesting week for the University of Utah. I think it's a competitive week. And I think it's a week where people need to, to – uh, and the team needs to figure out who's, who's the right guy, who's, who's going to be the guy on the bus that leads them to, the, to maybe a South Division title. 
I know the Utah fans are down a little bit. You know, losing to the rival for the first time in so many years, Frank, and and BYU's picked up some momentum with the Big 12 announcement, and they didn't play particularly well in the second half of that Washington State game offensively. And I think Utah fans right now, and then obviously the, the horrifying news that came down uh, with the passing of Aaron Lowell, there just are a lot of things that turn your guts as a Utah fan. But Scotty and I were talking about some of the positives from the Washington State game, and you mentioned the the defense. Van Fillinger with three sacks. Karini Reed with a sack. Devin Lloyd with a sack. Mm-hmm. Mika Tafua with a sack. Uh, Aliki Viamai with a sack. Junior Tafuna with a sack. That is a lot of freshmen that I just mentioned. And then you look at the interceptions with Clark Phillips, a young guy getting an interception. And and it is an indicator that there's a lot of youth. But, Frank, there's also a lot to be positive about on the defensive side of the football for the University of Utah. It felt like, it felt like kind of that old-time Utah victory where uh, you're not great on the offensive side for two or three quarters, and then you kind of get it figured out. And, and then you look pretty good on the offensive side. And then you rely on a stifling defense and a defensive score to get, to get the win or to seal the victory. So it kind of felt like, you know, I don't know if you would call it the good old days, but the good old days of, of Utah football. So I, like, I, I agree with you. Like there's, there's certainly positives to take away from this football program. And maybe, just maybe, Utah is going to settle in on a on a running back. I mean, a guy, holy cow! They put the ball on the on the ground three times, or maybe four or five times, and they lost it three times in that game. And that just can't that just can't happen. So, you know, the other thing, Hans, you and I talked about is is maybe if Utah doesn't fumble the ball away three times and they put fourteen more points on the board, we're talking about this team a little differently at this point. But until the offensive side overcomes those turnovers it's to me it's just going to be that it's uh, we're they're going to have to prove it every week i like the way pledger played i I think that he showed real explosiveness and if what we saw out of utah in the last five minutes of that game 10 minutes of that game offensively is what we're going to see moving forward i think utah's in good shape if not if the offensive line is still going to be a little porous if they're still going to be moving people around and pieces up front if that's what we're going to see for the rest of the year, then it's just going to it's going to be a struggle. So, you know, kind of a tale of two halves for, for this Utah football team. Which offense is going to arise out of the bye week? Frank Dolce is with us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Um, and, and, you know, the other thing, too, and, and you kind of touched on it, outside of Oregon, I mean, I could see Utah beating USC by 20. I could see USC beating Utah. Like, there's just – it's just, and frankly, what are the chances really Oregon goes undefeated, knowing how the Pac-12 likes to cannibalize itself? So uh, this conference, even though there might be uh, some issues Utah's dealing with, uh, it still appears to be very much wide open. No question about it. And I have a couple answers to that. One, the South is, like, who knows what the South is, the South division. It's, there's two teams at the bottom that aren't going to make any, they're, they're, not gonna, they're just not going to make any noise this year. And, and so, that, that, you know, those are two programs that seem like continuously need to figure out how to, how to get better, and they just can't. Um, and so we'll see about those two, two teams in the future. But, and then there's four teams 
that are all like any of the four teams could win the South Division. And it just be, it's just like any given Saturday. Who's going to play the Who's going to play the right game? Who's not going to have turnovers? Who's not going to make mistakes? It seems like the teams are just shooting themselves in the foot, you know, on on in the South Division. So I mean, I guess I would kind of put it like UCLA and Arizona State as the most likely to win the South, and then USC and Utah as as can can win the South, possible to win the South, but. It's just a weird it's a weird division and nobody has 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 really taken that step and and said you know we're we're the we're going to take the lead here. So anything could happen in the south. As far as Oregon can as far as Oregon goes, I mean, I'm not sure it's the right thing to do, but I think the thing that probably should happen is you know, the Pac-12 should have some internal meetings, those internal secret meetings and and maybe have you know the right people involved in those meetings, and and uh, and then the Pac-12 needs to fi- just figure out how to m- make sure that Oregon is undefeated. I mean, they're the they're clearly the most talented team right now, and it would be it would sure be a shame for the Pac-12 if you know s- someone like an Oregon State who I don't want to play. I mean, Oregon State has has certainly announced that they've. Yeah. They're kind of on the scene. Which wouldn't it be sad if an Oregon State beat beat up on Oregon at some point in the season, and then and then a one loss Oregon doesn't find its way into the playoffs? So I, see it. I mean, you just got to figure out how to keep that team undefeated. So Frank, these uh, coaches right now, under all the the difficulties, are out there on the recruiting trail. How how do you feel they're they're handling recruiting right now and? I mean, obviously, they've got a job to do. They've got to get on flights, and they've got to go do their thing. But how do you think that's all going for them? In terms of the ability to sell the product or in terms of um, the issue, the, the, the tragedy that, that you're dealing with, or kind of all of it? I mean, all of it, I think yeah. That, yeah, I think that one thing to think about is that um, Utah, Utah still has a pretty – pretty darn good product to sell and and they can also sell this a little bit of the disarray in in the south in the in the pac-12 south right now so um all of that stuff i i think that they still have a pretty good i i I think they still have a pretty good message and even with all the all the turmoil utah can still be competitive and I mean, if if my message kind of is on the offensive side, if you're trying to sell that, is like, hey, we're a piece or two away from being really good, and you could be that piece. I mean, you could come and be a star at the University of Utah. I think that is probably the message that I would try to be selling on the on the recruiting trail right now. Frank Dolce is with us right here on the Zone Sports Network. You hear him uh, on Thursdays with us here on the U Preview Show as well as uh, – uh, on the uh, U pre and post game shows as well, Utah taking on USC. How nervous does that US team make you? USC is super beatable. Like that, I think that's what they've demonstrated. Um, so Utah, I think, has a legitimate shot at going to the Coliseum and winning that football game. But but USC is also supremely talented. And talent, lots of times, just talent will win. And that's a team, uh, you know, 
outside of any other team in the Pac-12, like that's the team that if they put it all together on a given afternoon, then they're going to just be very difficult to beat. And you're then, and then you're going to have to force them into some mistakes. So I think this is a good matchup for Utah, a very beatable team in, in USC. But I don't know that this is the, you know, different Utah teams would, would manage this scenario better. I feel I have more confidence about going into the Coliseum at this point in the year. This is a Utah team that, you know, going four weeks into the season, I think we still have a lot of question marks about, which is odd because we usually have it settled at this point. So USC, super beatable. Um, Utah can certainly get the job done, but, you know, Utah has to be at their best and no turnovers and they have to create turnovers. And and USC probably has to just kind of flutter around like they have been in, in several weeks that we've seen this year. Frank, we saw a little bit of wildcat action from Jaquindon Jackson, the backup quarterback. He fumbled in two of the three carries. One was a turnover. One was into the end zone after the touchdown. Do you expect when they do show up back on the field against USC, do you expect some usage from Jaquindon Jackson, or do you think that that was a throw-in? Do you think that that was just part of the game plan for Washington State? No, I think they're trying to figure out how to appropriately how to appropriately appropriately use Jackson because they want to be able to keep Cam Rising healthy throughout the year and they want to have a quarterback run game and so managing the run game between two different quarterbacks gives Cam Rising a better chance of staying healthy. But I will tell you this, if Jackson fumbles the ball then there won't be a there won't be a Jackson package I mean it just that fumble going into the end zone that doesn't count because he crossed the goal line but that ball came out I mean as soon as he crossed the goal line that ball came out and that was fortunate for for Utah and then you know clearly another fumble in the game so ball security has to become supreme for the University of Utah it's the most important thing that Coach Whittingham looks at week in and week out, turnover margin, and we've talked about it ad nauseum in, in, a, in a very competitive get contest and closely matched teams. Turnover margin will determine the game. And, and so Utah, just that, I, I, if, if everything that they're doing on the offensive side, they have to be able to hold on to the ball first, and then everything else falls into place. Frank Dolce with us. Uh, so, what are you? Uh, how are you spending your bye week? Uh, are you going to go uh, hang out at home, barbecue with the family, um, go catch a soccer game in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming? What, 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 are, what are your thoughts? Yes, all of those things are going to happen this this weekend. Uh, I'll be in parts unknown for soccer games. I'll be barbecuing and Traegering, and I know, Scotty, you love your Traeger more than anybody I know. So, you know, you and I might be aligned in that. Uh, Not and quite, then, close. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, all of the other things I'll be, and then I'll be very tuned in. I, I try to watch or listen to every Pac-12 game that happens every weekend, so I'll be engaged in doing that as well. And then... Um, 
I have a couple chores that I'm going to do for Hans Olsen uh, because I like to help him out. So I'm going to uh, I'll figure out how to, uh, you know, get to um, I have to schedule kind of half a day to get out there to his to his ranch. It is. And, it, is and four, it is about a four. It is about a four hour compound. drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The compound. And then and then I like to, you know, I think maybe I'm putting up fencing or something cattle grade. I don't I can't remember what a he little has barbed doing, wire but... fence on the North 40. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Uh, uh, you know, exactly, Frank, I know exactly, exactly what right. I know exactly what you're going to be doing this weekend. Continuing to ignore my phone calls and texts. Let's admit it. <laughs> that's what you'll be doing. That's the listener, if the listeners only knew. <laughs> that is the absolute truth. You, you know what I would say about that comment from you, Hans? That's about par for the course. Wow. I see the subtle shot there, Frank. (laughs) Oh, there's the laugh. There we got the laugh. Yep. We knew the demonic laugh was coming. All right. Hands of Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, The great Frank Dolce with us. Frank, you're the best, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, Frank. You guys are the best. I can't wait to get back together with you next week. There you go. No shakes. No pizza. Just try to be here before 2. (laughs) <laughs> show next, starts at noon. next thursday i can't believe we forgot what time the preview show started again oh boy all right 97 5 12 the zone and the zone sports network we uh take a quick break come back and uh continue on it's your you preview show right here on the zone sports network this is dj and pk Nick Ford, University of Utah, offensive lineman. This has obviously been a couple of really difficult days for the University of Utah. What can you tell the fans who woke up to this news and were shocked? I mean, they don't have the personal relationships that obviously fellow players are going to have. Yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, you never want a year and sadly a year twice and under a year. It's tough. As a group right now, we're continuing on because we know that Ty and Ayla would have wanted that. And we all understand that's the best way to honor them in their lives is to continue on pushing it's a really players-led program and a brotherhood honestly like no other and it's time like this where it shows because you honestly see how her people are by this and you also see how much other people care and you know take care of each other catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network You're listening to the Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is your Utah Preview Show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Utes on a bye, but get set for a big one coming up against USC in the Coliseum. What were your bye weeks like back in the day? Were you able to get home a little bit? No, never went home. Go down to Vegas? Always used it as a time to catch up with classwork. Um, Used it as a time to... uh, I don't know if... Maybe I did run, make one run to Vegas, maybe. Because we're not buying the whole classwork thing. Uh, It was about the only time. I mean, I actually did have to pass classes. Yeah. And you get to a point that bye week where your hair is on fire. Like, I have not been to class yet this year. 
it's that classic thought in the back of your mind of these every one of these professors thinks that their class is the only class that I have. You remember thinking oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. These professors need to know that I've got five other classes and I've got football. And and that that was always playing in my head a hundred times during the bye week. And when I was younger, you know, your freshman and redshirt freshman year, you're just scrimmaging and it sucks. It's just more work for you. And you're kind of on display. It's like everybody throws you up on a stage and that's kind of tough. As a senior, you're still trying to think to yourself, what can I do to be the best me? Because I really want to play at the next level. So everybody's in a different position. Everybody's thinking differently in in how they're handling this bye week. Everybody's got kind of a, a different need, especially with what Utah's dealing with. Everybody's kind of in their own groove. Some got classwork. Some got parties. Some got home. Some got... Some some have extra scrimmages. Everybody's got workouts. Everybody stays in the weight room. That takes a lot of your time. Uh, a lot of youngsters. I mean, as a bye week, this was probably, or when you were a redshirt during the bye week. Horrible. That's when you really, the coaches really laid their eyes on you, and, and that's probably not a fun time for you. Yeah, like I said, that that is this is the time. You're yeah. put on stage. You're on display. Um, a lot of guys for a bye week, They've got something that's nagging them. Broken hand, dislocated finger, uh, a stinger, multiple stingers. And this is a time to be in the training room and getting that recovery. Because in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, okay, if I really cool it off, really take the pressure off this thing, maybe come game week, USC week, uh, maybe I'm feeling a little bit better with this. Mm-hmm. This ankle has been bothering me. I can't put all my weight on it. I need to be more explosive on it. And you put more treatment into it to get it better for that time. Again, just another thing, another area that everybody's focusing on. Something different for everybody. And coaches are also self-scouting. They're on the road. And some good music we're hearing in the background. <laughs> but uh i there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work i mean there's a lot of house cleaning that goes on during this week but knowing that after this week it's the stretch run at this point and i know you've only got you know three or four games under your belt at this point but you see the light though you see that light and you realize okay look after this we're one and oh in conference you still have all your goals in front of you you still have a chance to make your run in the south division and for a pac-12 title and you got a chance to, regardless of South or San Diego State and BYU, you have a chance to run the table in the Pac-12. You're one and zero, and you got USC, a team that you've never beaten in the Coliseum, staring you right in the face. So let's go and uh, get this thing taken care of. I continue to hope that I continue to hope that Kyle Whittingham and Andy Ludwig and Jim Harding are working on a. They're working on a, a level playing field that they're that they're diligently working in tandem in 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 an effort to try to straighten out what what's going on offensively. Mm-hmm. People love to ask, well, what's going on with the Utah offense? They they ask me 
certain areas of the Utah offense, and they blame it all on the offensive line, or they blame it all on the quarterback, or they blame it all on the, the fumbles from the running backs. And the truth is, Scotty, outside of the tight ends, and there's been some drop balls from the tight ends. Outside of the tight ends, everybody's got a huge question mark. Outside of the tight ends, everybody's up for question. Yeah. Every quarter, position group. Quarterback, O-line, running back. I mean, go across the board. Yeah, you're spot the, on on that. Wideouts have huge question marks. Absolutely. you got to find some receivers. you got to find some routes down the field. you got to find some completion on a deep ball. You have to be able to do that if you want to get through the next little while in, in Pac-12 play. You've got to be able to hit that deep ball. And so everybody is on tilt in the offensive coaching meeting rooms. Everybody. Yeah, I think that Freddie Whittingham, the tight ends coach, he's, he's got a good situation. But like I said, there have been some dropped passes. There was a fumble by one of the tight ends that, that did not count as a turnover, but it was on the ground right as that knee was touching. It was too close for comfort. So even they've got some things that they've got to straighten up. And and the reason I mention, I'm hoping that Kyle Whittingham's working closely with them because I'm kind of sick of this this looming perception of Kyle just sits up in this tower and shakes a finger down at everybody. I want him to. I want to make sure he's out of that tower and he's on level talking ground with each of them, not shaming them, but saying, "Okay, so take, let's take the pressure off. Pressure's off." How do we fix this? <laughs> because this has gotten really bad. How do we fix this? Not shaking a finger. You better fix this. Because Kyle is a, believe it or not, when Kyle shows up to help, it's a calming presence. Believe it or not. If there's a problem and you know there's a problem and you're working feverishly to get it taken care of, but when Kyle shows up and says, all right, well, what do we need to do? Well, you know he's been there. He's had to fix it a thousand times. And you can say to him, well, we got to figure out how to keep this ball in, in these guys' hands. And, and I don't think the pressured, the pressured finger shaking is working for them. So what can we do? Yeah. it's a good point. And to have Kyle look at you and say, I've been here before. We've had the, the, old, the, the old fumble fingers before. This we, is what we do. We got shut out at UNLV one year. You believe that? We went down there and lost. What was it? 31 nothing. And we came back, rallied, finished the season strong, and then the next year we went to a BCS game. Yep. So he's a calming presence. He's been there and done that. And I hope that instead of yelling and shaking a finger, it's down on the football field and it is talking with those coaches and those coordinators and Jim Harding and saying, where are we failing up front? How do we allow back-to-back pressures Cam Rising getting cut in half by a defensive end from Washington State in back-to-back possessions with an outside speed rush and the inside slap rip. How? Okay, well, Coach, it, it was this personnel and it was this set. Okay, well, let's make sure we're fixing that set. Do we need to leave in extra protection? Okay, well, then let's, let's bring Makai Bernard down and let's chip that end and give that tackle a little bit of help. And then he can get in a route or whatever the conversation is to fix it. Just make sure he's in the middle of it, helping it get fixed. Because at this point, Kyle can't stand outside of the offensive media rooms. And as things burn and start to collapse offensively, he can't stand outside of that media room and say, I don't know what they're doing in there. That's them. 
it, it is a pure reflection of him. Mm-hmm. This is, Andy Ludwig isn't the one that's going to have to answer for offensive failures. It's Kyle Whittingham. And he's ready for that. He's a big enough man. He knows that as a head coach. He's aware of that. He knows. He's going to have to answer if there are offensive failures moving forward, like there were big-time collapses, where a quarterback leaves your program, where you've got eight balls on the turf, three resulting in turnovers, where you've got so many failures up front, where you've got missed throws, you've got dropped passes. He can't stand outside and say, well, that's them. That is a pure reflection of him. And he's going to have to shift it in gear. And there's, I think there is a large part of all of us. I mean, you mentioned it. I've mentioned it. There is a pass that you feel like giving this whole team this year. There's a pass I feel like giving this whole team. Maybe Utah fans don't. Maybe they don't care. Uh, and again, I... I... When I say that, I just mean I, I just put myself in their shoes, and I don't know how I could play in a situation like that. And, again, you've shared your experiences losing a player because of health, losing a player because of a car wreck in the middle of seasons. And it, it just it's different when it's a murder. I mean, you don't drop that word very often, but a teammate was murdered, and as of right now, that killer is still at large. And so – your conversations are, are they going to catch him? Have you heard any leads? What is the police doing? Those are the topic of your conversation with your teammates. And to expect you to put that aside and then focus in on football, look, these guys are great, and Kyle Whittingham's great, and these players are incredibly fine-tuned athletes and mentally sharp, and they will have every resource available for them to compartmentalize that and then also focus on football. I just am looking at it from me and trying to, if I had a coworker who was murdered and I'm supposed to show up at work and supposed to do good radio and, and, and try to help our staff and do all that other stuff, I don't know how I could do it. And so I'm looking at it from their perspective, meaning, and I, I would say when I say give them a pass, like if they don't play well or if they're not focused or if they're not sharp, I totally understand why. And, and, and I, I wouldn't, I mean, we'll talk about play and we'll talk about what needs to be better, but don't anticipate if Utah struggles this year, at least me and I'm sure hands, we're not coming with a flamethrower because I don't know how anybody can do it. I mean, we'll talk about what goes right and what goes wrong and, and everything else that we're supposed to do. But Well, we've never seen a circumstance like this. We've just never like seen a circumstance like this. Yeah, Not in this state. Not to this depth. And we'll learn from it. We'll learn a lot from it. We'll we'll learn how Kyle handles it. We'll learn how this team handles it. And as we go about it, we'll be able to put that in our back pocket of a, of a learning of how things like this. I would and I we probably will never see a situation like this ever again. This is just too. It's too brutal. We'll never. I don't think we'll ever see a situation like this again in this state. It just feels. It just feels so uncharacteristic of anything I've ever been around. So a little bit of a pass for sure. 
All right, 97.5-1280 The Zone, hanging out at Tim Daly Infinity. Love this dealership, love these guys. Great sell staff here to help you out with whatever you need. And remember, if you are looking for an opportunity to get into an Infinity, this is the only Infinity dealership in the entire state of Utah. That's it. It's just right here. What you see is what you get, folks. So you come down here, one of the most beautiful showrooms you'll find anywhere, and talk to the staff about maybe a 0% financing, maybe a used inventory, maybe uh, a, a trade-in that's worth more than uh, whatever we've seen before. So much stuff and so many great options for you. Come down, check it out for yourself. Tim Daly Infinity right here on the Zone Sports Network. This is DJ and PK. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. So you got the Cougars at home Friday night. Obviously, you are new to the Cache Valley, but when I moved here, I had it explained to me that Utah State fans really loathe all the BYU fans in Cache Valley. Come out, gives that rivalry some real extra juice. What have you heard about BYU? What have you seen about BYU on TV? What do you think about this game coming up? Yeah, everybody's made really clear to me since day one that I got here that I got to hate BYU. So <laughs> I've gotten the message loud and clear. They are the most talented team we have faced if we clean up the mistakes we can play with these guys and this is a game that we can win we got to play great ball we got to do everything right but we can win this game on friday night and man wouldn't that be a great way to keep the season going catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 on 97 5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network All Utes, all the time. This is your Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up another edition of the Ute Preview Show. Remember, tomorrow, Hans, you and I will be up at uh, Far West at the Mountland Supply Big Event. Be feeding you burgers and dogs. Come I'm, out. I mean, a, you know what? Let down your I'm hair. A, I'm gonna eat some burgers. Let's just well, let's just do the the, the patties. We'll just have the patties, yeah. and we'll eat a couple dogs. Hey, you know what's up right over there? Yeah, <laughs> I do know what's right over there. Oh no, De- Desti- no, destiny. Say no. <laughs> Come on, you got to help me here. Two tickets to paradise. I got to be slim for the new bosses, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be the elite me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, Utah with the off week. Uh, we'll have the BYU Utah State game on the air tomorrow. That's going to be a fun one for sure. Um, but uh, final thoughts as Utah tries to settle in and get ready for what will be a big, uh, um, you know, a, a difficult week, um, and and one that I think now that they've trying to work through some just incredibly hard issues, but also attacking football. You just heard Kyle Whittingham talking about the running back position. If, if, you, were a, uh, if you were a betting man, who do you think gets the first carry against USC? It would be Mackay. Even with the injury? I think so. We'll see. If he's healthy, yeah, I don't think there's any question. How, how far, uh, you know, how far, how deep that is, I, I don't know. But if Mackay's not out there, it'll be T.J. Pledger. I think Tavion Thomas just 
I, I'm all, inside his head. I'm all about the redemption stories for kids, you know, who didn't play well and then get an opportunity and come out and, and take over. I hope he gets another opportunity. I really do. It's going to take a lot, man. I know. I know. And then I, I'm really, uh, Scotty, like just the base of the offensive line, I just, you know, I was thinking about the sack that was given up in the, I can't remember, I think it was the middle of the second quarter. And it, it's almost burned into my mind because it's one of the more simple pass-offs as a guard-tackle combo, just a simple stunt. You remember those from high school. For sure. Very simple stunt. Yep. And they're not real tough to pass off. The only thing you can allow is when that three technique tries to penetrate through the inside shoulder of the offensive tackle. You can't allow that penetration. You've got to step hard, and then you've got to pass off that, that guard as that defensive end loops back, back around. And it, it was such a – it should be a very rudimentary pass. But it looked complicated, and it ended in a sack for Washington State. And that, to me, indicated, okay, they don't even have the simplistic forms of a stunt pass off. That's not Jim Harding. I, I've watched Jim Harding. I know how Jim Harding coaches He's got a resume offs. of great offensive lines that are disciplined that know how to handle those things. So it's hard because, Scotty, I'm looking at him like, you've got a sample size of how your offensive line coach has coached passing off simple stunts for how many years? And I'm sure he's worked on it a thousand times because that's what you do as an offensive lineman. You just stand there in your own little position group and run stupid stunts and one-on-ones and the same drills that teach pass-offs and hand placements, how to defend against the spin, how to not get your your arms stuck in a slap rip, how to not give your leverage up to be sucked into a push-pull. Like, you go through those every day. Jim Harding's gone through it. I just don't understand why this offensive line was so susceptible to it. Great point. Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me at all. It's like, um, okay, to put it in radio terms, Scotty, to put it in radio terms, we got the bumper music that plays in our ear. Mm -hmm. We know we're about to come back from break. We know to stop whatever conversation we're doing and get ready. It's it's as simplistic as we would just keep talking as the bumper comes through and we, we come back from break and we act like we're just... We just ignore it. Like, it's that simple. That's crazy. Yet they didn't do it. So you're telling me that at some point I just forgot that, well, you hear that bumper sound and, and boy, you just forgot this time. No, you don't forget that. It's weird. It's weird. Some of the mistakes that are happening at the University of Utah, specifically on the offensive side, not as much on the defensive side. Hmm. I think the defense is really going to round into form, too. Sometimes you see defenses at Utah maybe get off to a slower start. I think they're going to hit their stride. And, frankly, they're going to be relied upon like they have been in years past to step up and find ways to get stops. So, All right, that wraps it up for us. Jake Scott coming up next on the big show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, Big thanks to Tim Daly Infinity letting us hang out here as well. Big thanks to Johnny who always goes above and beyond to do such an incredible job for us. Uh, We are live here again. Tim Daly Infinity great showroom um and uh you can check out these infinities price to move right now again can't tell you this enough if you felt like uh that an infinity might be out of reach you may not you might be surprised you come down here you talk to these guys 
They can find a way to get you in one of these vehicles. 0% financing. Huge uh, payoff on your trade-in. Um, uh, le- uh, you know, lease options. You name it. Come down here. If you've always wanted to drive one, and you all have, now's the time to check it out for yourself. Tim Daly, Infinity. This is 97.5, 1280 of The Zone.